Father, we come to you, we seek to hear your voice and, and have a glimpse of what is on your heart for the world that we are living in, for the lives, for the circumstances where we are living in. Father, we know that you are a good, good God. It is indisputable. It is an, un, it is an immovable fact, spiritual reality. Father, I pray, O oh God, that as we come to you, let us help us, O oh God, to fix our eyes on the goodness, the power, the long-suffering, the faithfulness, the grace, the mercy of a loving God. And as you open our hearts to you, Lord, would you come to speak to us by your Holy Spirit? Would you bring comfort to all those who need comfort today? Would you bring assurance to all those who need assurance today? Would you bring hope to those who need hope today? Would you rescue and save us for all those who need to be rescued? Father, we look to you. Today, we open our hearts to you. We ask that, O oh Lord, would you speak to us? Would you encourage us? Would you impart something that is from yours, your, your heart into our hearts? We pray and ask all this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. I, I want to share with us about spiritual revelation. Um, what do I mean by spiritual revelation? Let's look at Revelation. The word Revelation speaks of a one who will, there is, a, a, there is somebody who is, who is uh, revealing something. That is, if I may use the words, for lack of a better term, a revealer. Okay, number one. Number two, there is something to be revealed. The subject matter of that revelation. Number three, revelation, you know, comes from revealing. It has something that is uh, to be revealed. There must be a recipient. Otherwise, this whole revelation is uh, it's not complete. It does not, it does not achieve its, its purpose. It is not complete. When we talk about knowing God's heart, nobody can know God's heart, right? But unless God revealed it, unless nobody can, can you see, nobody knows what is on your mind unless you choose to reveal it. Somebody said that, come on, speak your mind. Isn't it? Huh? Speak your mind. When we speak our mind, there is a need of the mind to be spoken, to be revealed. What is revealed, it is meant to accomplish some purpose for that revelation. Now let's look at uh, Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18 to verse 19. I have uh, taken this verse from the English Standard Version. Let's read together. Where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. But blessed is the he who keeps the law. By mere words, a servant is not disciplined. For though he understands he will not respond. Now, in these two verses, there, has, there, there seems to be quite a bit of uh, uh, paradox, paradoxes. 
First of all, we say that there is no prophetic vision. Uh, in some translation, I think we are more, we are more um, also familiar with, it says that there is no vision, where there is no revelation. Right? The people cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law. By mere words, a servant is not disciplined. For though he understands those words, he will not respond, he will not live according to those words. Many Bible scholars have uh, agreed that this verse is probably, to, is probably referring to the experience of people of Israel in the wilderness when they came out from Egypt, when they were in the wilderness, and Moses was asked, was called by God to go up to, to um, the Mount Sinai to, to receive, to have the Word of God, the Law of God, to receive uh, a revelation of God that God was speaking to him and Joshua was there and suddenly they heard sounds of rejoicing in the Israelite camp and uh, God said those are not the you know you know what happened to these people these people has uh, those all these are recorded in Genesis uh, Genesis Exodus 32. Exodus 32. Uh, you can read it because it's a pretty long story, pretty interesting story as well. And uh, these people was, God was telling Moses and, and said that now these people has come together and make themselves a golden calf to worship. And, uh, and God said, this is indeed a stiff-necked people. I'm going to destroy them. And Moses said, no, 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 please, please don't, 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 you don't do that. So, uh, because otherwise, everybody's going to laugh at you and say that, you know, because you have no power, you're not able to bring them into the promised land. That's why you destroy them. So, so Moses took the commandments that was written on the tablets of stone and came down from Mount Sinai and, uh, and drew near to the camp. And Joshua was said, wow, there was, uh, is it a cry of war? Is it, no, is it enemy coming against us? Uh, is, it, is it because the Egyptians are chasing after? Moses said, no, no, no. This is not the cry of war. This is a cry of rejoicing. When he came down, he found Aaron, uh, his, uh, Moses' brother. And he said, what have you done? What have you caused people to do? To do, and then Aaron said, "You know, the people were getting restless. You, you were, you were gone for a long time, and a lot of people don't know whether you've died or not. So they say that let's let's choose a leader, let's hold an election, let's let's get a majority vote, get a leader, bring us back into Egypt, where we can eat all the bawang, the onion, and the garlics, and so on, and the bawang putih." So, so they, 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 they say they come together and, uh, and, um, and Aaron was saying, you know, they asked me to make them a god like the gods. So I say, I asked them, look, this is the Aaron story was so amazing. He said, then I collected all the gold articles. I put them into the fire. Out came a golden calf. Now, those were the exact words of Aaron. Out came a golden calf, he says. Right? Miraculously, you throw all your gold articles, a gold ring, we throw into the fire, boom, 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 bah, come out a golden calf. Of course, Moses had nothing to do with it. 
he was completely off. He completely blew his top. Right? What did he do? Of course, on that day, something terrible happened. Right? Something terrible. Thousands were killed because of the sin of idolatry. And the tribe of Levi were the one who took up the sword and struck down his fellow, the fellow Israelites, out of a jealousness for God. Not a nice story, not a nice scene. You know what Moses did? He took the golden calf, he grinded, he grinded, he pounded it into powder, he poured into water. You drink, he said, wow. Now, it is a very high-strung kind of a feel, tension kind of situation. A bit of a background, a bit of context. The same group of Israelites were the one who experienced miracle. They left Egypt not poor, with cattles, gold articles. Their slave master surrendered it to them. Take and go, take and go. Voila. The Cantonese say, Just a big frog jumping around for you to catch. Go. So they went. No, no army, no weapons, no guns, no sword. I don't think even they have Changgu. Huh? Too heavy to carry, isn't it? They were pursued by the army of the mighty Pharaoh, caught in between the Red Sea and the pursuing army. They cried out to God, and God appeared in the pillar of fire that stood between them. And he turned, they turned, yeah, now the army has been restrained, but what about the Red Sea? God said to Moses that, what are you doing? Stop crying out to me and lift up your hands. He lifted out of his hands and his staff. The Red Sea opened. There were a million, a million population of adults passed through the Red Sea with the young ones, with all the cattle, with all the gumbings, you know, all the cows and all the, sh- all the sheep and everything else walked through the Red Sea on dry ground and went to the other side. The last man got, the last Israelite got onto, the last Jews got onto the dry ground. The Red Sea returned and killed the mighty Pharaoh army right before their eyes. It was fresh in their memory. How many of us have that kind of experience before? You pray, uh, something happened, before your eyes, and you are free. Now you are a free man. Not only that you are free, you are also rich. And what did they say? They say, make, me, make us a God that we might worship Him. Sometimes we look at people the Israelites and say that why didn't he get it? Why didn't they get it? 
how difficult it is for them to understand. The scripture tells us in Proverbs 29, where there is no prophetic vision, where there is no revelation, those people cast off restraint, they party, they party hard. They, they make themselves gods. They say that this leader whom God has appointed over us, forget about him. Let us choose one for ourselves. One who will take us back to Egypt. Politically, military-wise, it is huge folly. They just caused the death of a great army, at least part of it, of Pharaoh. And now they're going to walk back to Egypt and they, and they actually believe that they'll be welcome. Folly. Why? There's no prophetic vision. There's no revelation. But blessed is he who keeps the law. Yeah. No prophetic vision how to keep the law. The next verse, by mere words, a servant is not disciplined. For though he understands, he will not respond. What does it mean? Simply put is this, that words communicate what is right and what is wrong. A servant can receive it and understand it completely, but do not get it. What is lacking? Revelation. Spiritual revelation is prophetic vision. Spiritual revelation is equivalent to prophetic vision. What does it mean? Huh? That means that you and I are listening to the same message. We are, we, are, we, are, we are reading the same Bible, but some get it, some don't get it. Why? Because some receive it as a revelation in their, in their spirit, some could not. The people of Israel need not first hear the word of the Lord of God. They have seen the hands of God. They have seen the works of God, but yet they do not believe in the power of this God. Does it make sense? My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, how many of us have this experience? We read the Bible, we understand it completely, but it doesn't touch our hearts. It has nothing, to, it, has nothing it plays no part in my life. How many of us have gone through so many teachings, so many uh, lessons and courses and so on and so forth? It does nothing or does very little to enhance our lives, to draw us closer to God. If the church is gathered here, I will ask us, don't put up your hands. Because if I ask to put up our hands, I'll be the first one to put up my hands. You know, sometimes we, we think by mere increasing our learning, acquiring of knowledge, we will become a better person. No, it doesn't work like that. Because it is about revelation. Let me just, just put it in, uh, in another way. You know, Revelation is not what is being spoken, what is being communicated. Revelation is what is being received. That is revelation. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 to verse 16. Let's read together. But God has revealed them to us 
through His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of the man which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. These things But uh, now, now, we have was it? now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. This, this thing we also speak, not in words which, which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For he who has known the mind of the Lord, that who may instruct him, that we have the, but we have the mind of Christ. Paul is saying that spiritual things need to be discerned spiritually. The Word of God spoken to us is in the physical. It is Word that we read, but for us to receive it as a revelation, we need, we need the Holy Spirit to bring that understanding into our hearts. I've shared with us before that sometimes we, 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 we hear stories about people coming to, uh, to know Jesus, and uh, suddenly they just, they just, you know, they just, hey, I got, now I get it, now I get it. Oh, it happened to even people like C.S. Lewis, and a, a very huge um, intellectual uh, in, the, in, the, in the history of the, uh, of, of the English-speaking Christian church. But he, he, was so, he was so smart, but he could, not, he, could not get, he could not get it. He could not get the message of the gospel. But he just, just one day, he just said it. He did just you know, on the way on the way when he was riding on his motor on his uh, uh, tricycle motorbike, he just said, "I got it." Just like that. Just like that. He experienced the reality of God not in a church, not in an evangelistic meeting, not in the in the time when he studied the scriptures or he debate with Christians, uh, theologian. But when he was riding on a motorbike and he said, I got it. And there was no turning back for that man. Sometimes we just need to get it. But who can help us get it? And Paul say, Paul say, for no, so no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now, we have received. In verse 10, it says, but God has revealed. And now we have received. Not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us, His revelation by God. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, sometimes we want to find a breakthrough in our life situation. We have no clue how to do it. We need that prophetic vision, that spiritual revelation. 
Sometimes we look at a situation, we share the gospel, we, we speak the word of God into that situation, into the person. No result. What do I do? Do I increase? Do I, do I, do I improve my communication skills? Do I have more? I learn more so I can, I can give more substance, you know, history, story, and all that, all that, and back up my argument and so on and so forth? Absolutely necessary, but it does not guarantee that the recipient will receive that revelation that comes from God. We need a prophetic vision to say, how do I help these people? How do I help my colleague who need Jesus but never saw the need of Jesus in his or her life? My family members whom I'm trying to get to church now I'm trying to bring church to, to them online service, but they don't get it. They persistent, persistently resist it. What do I do, Pastor? You say, a prophetic revelation, a prophetic vision, and a spiritual revelation. That is what we need. Who can do it? Only the Spirit of God. Only the Spirit of God. We want to pray for our nation this coming Malaysia Day. How do we pray? Many Christian leaders, many intercessors, and some of them has come, has talked to me and said that, you know, Kenneth, how, how, how do we pray? Do you have new prayer points? I say, I don't have new prayer points, but I have the same God, your God and my God. Ask Him. Let Him give us a picture. The picture that we want to see a prophetic vision, a spiritual revelation of the situation in which that we are in. How do we pray for our nation, my dear friends? How do we pray for our family? How do we pray for God's kingdom to be preached in the midst of pandemic? Friday, you know, our, our daughter was flying back to, uh, uh, to, um, to England to continue her study. So, you know, we, we have this mind, this thing in our mind that even last year, uh, last year, uh, when, uh, uh, when she, didn't need, she, she needed to take a flight to, uh, to, to KL to do her visa and we uh, sent her to the airport. Wow, the queue was really long because people were going, checking through uh, COVID and all that, all that. So this year, we were in the airport and... Uh, and I and I and I say that let's 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 try to make it on time, early, huh? So that you will not caught be, be caught by surprise by people queuing up to to do all the checking. When we reach the airport, it is like, you know, it's a phrase that we always often use now. It is it looks so apocalyptic, you know, like those uh, movie you watch, uh, the apocalyptic movie. It means uh, after the nuclear war and things like that, the, 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 the place is, de is deserted. Wow, we walked into the, the airport. It was all so empty. And, uh, and, and, uh, and, and uh, we say to one another, now which counter should we check in? Uh? We went to the TV screen that showed the incoming, outgoing flights, right? The whole TV screen, only two flights. The whole airport, only two flights. So we went to uh, check in. It was all done within five minutes. The whole place was just deserted. Businesses were trying to open up, trying to get 
tried to catch the boarding passenger to KL so that they can uh, do some uh, business. And I uh, was uh, we were chatting with one of the business uh, operators. Uh, that is the only, only hope that we have, you know, that uh, when there's a flight, uh, somebody will stop by and buy some seafood, uh, some buatangan, uh, some, uh, some gifts for, for, to bring, bring out. It was, it, was, it was just like that. And I said, wow, how long, how long can we last? How long can we, you know, you know to, to sustain? How long can we sustain this kind of uh, environment? And uh, I have no clue how to pray. What do you pray? How do you pray? You pray, God, revive the economy? Hey, what is the economy down? Pandemic. Save us from pandemic. Yesterday, 11th of September, Malaysia has recorded the highest number of deaths related to COVID-19. Close to 600. The numbers was keep being updated throughout the night. In the middle of the night, I saw the message came in. 594. Unprecedented. We cried out to God. We know that God is good. God is merciful. God is powerful. God is loving. Do you see the missing link? In our prayers, what do we need? A prophetic vision, a spiritual revelation. We ask God, God, what's going on? God, how do we pray? How do we even live our life? The people of Israel, when the sword Moses has gone for so long, they say, hey, no leader. What to do next? Got food. But where are we going to go? What's next? What's the direction in our life? What do they need? What did they need? A prophetic vision, a spiritual revelation. All they needed to do was to wait on the Lord. For the Lord to reveal before they decide. Many times in our life we decide, then we ask God to bless our plan. Does it work like that? It doesn't work like that, man. It never, it was, it never worked like that in the first place. How often do we even build the church? In that way, we decide on our plan. We have a meeting, a committee meeting, PCC and uh, whatever committee that we stand to come together. We, da, 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 we talk, wow, wonderful plan. Makes perfect sense. After we that, let's close in prayer. Lord, bless the works of our hands. The Lord may say to us that that will be the works of your hands, but is it the works of my heart? We have not received a spiritual revelation. What does the scripture say? They will cast off restraint. They will have little regard on what God says. Because in the first place, they did not wait to receive the prophetic revelation. I shared with us a few weeks back, we fast and pray. My dear friends, we don't fast while we are 
asking God to do something for us, we fast to receive something from God and we pray according to what has been revealed to us. God revealed. Now we have received, Paul say. The missing link is filled by the Spirit of God, the spiritual revelation that comes from God. What do we need? What kind of prophetic visions do we need? Very quickly, four areas. Number one, vision concerning who God is. Vision concerning who God is. We spend time worshipping the Lord this morning. We spend time drawing near to the Lord this morning. Not to worship God according to what we think He is. If we worship God, the God whom we think He is, you know what is that called? That is called idolatry. Hi, hey? Isn't it? Id- idolatry. Look at, read Exodus 32 carefully. Read the story of Exodus. When, when Aaron has made the golden calf, he said, this is your God who has led you out of Egypt. Hey! Aaron was not, not he wrong. You know, he's saying that there's no other God huh, except the God who led you out of Egypt. And Aaron's word was really true and all the gold out came the golden calf. And Aaron said, this is your God who led you out of Egypt. Referring to the same God, but not describing who the true God is. So they're bound down to the golden calf because they were told that this is the God who has led them out of Egypt. Did, that, did it please God? No. God wanted to consume them with His consuming wrath. Destroy them instead. We need a vision of who God is. We need a revelation of God. Give me a picture today. Can, can we pray the prayer later on? Lord, show me who, I, who you are. Give me a picture of who you are, not the, the, the romanticized version of who you are. Not the, not the God who has been shaped, uh, tinted by my own experience of how terrible a God can be. Not a God who is distant. Not a God who is like a teddy bear. You know what a teddy bear God? No, teddy bear very cute like you have oh, yeah, my Jesus my Jesus you know he may be cute huh? but if he hug God like a teddy bear all the time then that is not our God number two vision concerning who we are we talk about identity and destiny who are we do we seek it do we go attend some courses do we do some uh, meditation in order to discover, to connect with our inner self, to find out who we are? No. God created us. We've been talking about this. He has created us. He knew us. He has spoken to Jeremiah. He knew us. Therefore, our identity has been shaped, created by God, the Creator. And only when we see a vision, when we, when we see, when we receive a revelation from God's Spirit, in our spirit, who I am, 
I don't need to be. I need to. I don't need to pretend to be somebody else who I'm not. I don't need to be. I don't need to be. I don't need to live according to other expectation. If those expectation is not your expectation, Lord. You see, all this you got to go back to. Step one, vision concerning who God is. A revelation concerning who God is. Number three, vision concerning where we are going in life. Lord, where are we going in life? The people of God, the words that we have read just now in Proverbs 29 talks about if we obey the law, it will be it will it will it will, it will give us it will it will, we will be blessed. But blessed is he who keeps the law. But you see, keeping the law unless we get it, not that we understand how difficult is to understand the words in the law. Not difficult, right? But how difficult it is to capture the spirit the purpose of the law of God, the word of God which was given to us. If we do not capture it, the Proverbs writers say, even a servant, when he understands the word, the instruction, he will not respond because he does not get it. He will look at it as words that will tell him what to do, but he doesn't understand why was it necessary so a vision concerning where we are going, our destiny. We do not create our own destiny. We discover the destiny that God has, has written in our spirit, as I shared last week. We discover where we are going. How do we discover that? Go back to step number one. The vision of who God is. Go to God, the God who has created us. The Jesus who saved us. And to know that we are precious, we are worth saving, we are created in His image, not just here, but right here. Who can do it? The Spirit of God. And then we know where we are going. Number four, vision concerning where we are now. As I mentioned to us just now, that how do we pray for our nation now? How do we pray for people who are sick? How do we pray for the whole situation now? The stress and the inconveniences, the uncertainty about our future. How do we pray? What's going on, Lord? I know where I'm going. I know who I am. I look at my own situation right now. How long? How long? What is going on? When we receive all this revelation, prophetic vision, then we will know how to respond and how to live our life. And more importantly, how to pray for your family, for your nation, for the city where you're living in, for the church of God, how to build the church of God. Jesus says, I will build my church you come and participate. <laughs> Isn't it? We don't build our church. We don't build God's church and leave it to give it to God. God, this is what I built for you. Nice or not? It is God's church. He built it. We are co-laborers. We are participants. We are partakers of what Jesus is doing. 
just as we are going to be celebrating communion this morning, we are partakers of what Jesus has done, what Jesus has accomplished. We take part in it. We embrace it for us, for, our, for ourselves. And so it is when Jesus said, I will build my church. The kind of church that the gate of Hades shall not prevail. Why? Because the church is built on prophetic vision, spiritual re revelation, what God has designed, how God wanted to build it, not the way we wanted to build it. Unless we receive from the Holy Spirit a spiritual revelation, we may miss our destiny and opportunity to enter into God's blessing. Individual, individually, as family, as God's church, and as a nation. My dear friends, I, I, I probably need not explain too much about what this statement is all about. But in my own lives, did I miss any turn in my life? Many, many turns. Quite some years ago, more than 10 years ago, yeah, more than 10 years ago, in fact, right now, somebody was praying with me. That they, no, somebody was not praying with me. That was, uh, I, was <laughs> I was sharing the word of God. I was sharing a message. And somebody behind the, 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 the PA stand, right? That, 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 uh, that man was uh, like, you know, that the, the PA control was uh, above, you know, in the gallery. And, and, and he said, you know, he said, I, I, was, I was looking at you sharing there, you know, I keep having this vision. They came to me. So, so he, he made his way after the meeting, the, during the break, he came, made his way, he came down to me and said, he said, I must tell you, Kenneth, I must tell you. He said, I said, what do you see? I said, she said the, the vision keep coming back to me. It was so vivid. I cannot, I, I cannot, I cannot deny that it has to be from the Spirit of God. Right? So I said, okay, okay. what is it? He said, I, I saw you walking through like corridors and corridors, it's like a maze, huh? like a maze, a corridor and corridor. You walk, you walk to, you walk to this, this, this place and there was a turn, right? But in front of you, there was a door. And you look at the door, you look at the turn, and you took the turn. You missed the door. And then you walk and you walk and walk and sometimes at the, every juncture, every turn, there was a door. And you were in a maze. You were walking. Sometimes the door could be on your right. You look at the door. You look at the corridor open to you. And you walk. And you walk. And... Uh, and I was up there. I, he, he said the vision was so vivid. I was calling it out. You know, people around me was asking me. I was saying that, take the door, take the door. He said. <laughs> I didn't take the door. I listened to that testimony. I kept it in my heart because that person, you know, he said, I'm not really a, really a seeing guy, you know, a seeing vision guy. And, I, and, and it was so real. And I said, thank you very much for that vision. And sometimes it describes our lives. And suddenly it has described my life 
in more ways that I, I realized at that point of time, whenever a door is presented to us and there was an opening, what do we do? Sometimes, in the, in sometimes I, I, and I say to God, God, can you blame me? There was an opening, there was a door, the door I need to open, the opening, I don't need to open the door. I just walk into it. Not every opening is from God. Not every closed door that you should not open. What, we do, what, do, what, what did I need? What do I need? A spiritual revelation and a prophetic vision. We don't kick every closed door. Neither do we refuse to open any closed door. So my dear friends, today we look at your situation. Are you like that? Today we look at our nation. Are we like that? We are looking for an open corridor, an open door, but it may be a door that simply means that we need to knock on and open. And the brother says that you have so many opportunities to walk out of the maze. Sad. But sometimes it could be described, this could be describing your life. So today, shall we ask together for the spiritual revelation, prophetic vision? Let us pray. Father, we come to you. We ask that, Lord, would you open up our eyes lead us by your Holy Spirit Father I pray Lord would you give us the spiritual revelation the prophetic vision that we need so much lead us by your Holy Spirit Lead us, Lord. For today, as we approach Malaysia Day, as we focus on the, on the nation, we need your Holy Spirit, Lord, to reveal to us what is on your heart. Lord, in our life, perhaps we need you to open our eyes to see what is your plan and purpose for our lives. We need your Holy Spirit to feel that, that missing, missing link between who you are and where we are. But sometimes we cannot see, we don't understand would you come by your Holy Spirit? Fill us this day as you open our hearts to, to you, Lord. 